Praise the Lord. That's so good. Jesus is King. I would like, uh, let's read 1 John 5 9, and then uh, I would ask Russ to open us in prayer again after we read that. 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. Somebody read that for us. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he has borne concerning his son. Uh, yeah, I just wanted us to hear those words again as we open up in prayer. The witness of God is greater. Verse we read last week to speak to us of the authority of the word of God. God speaking to us. The witness of God is greater. We believe the scriptures and the authority of them on God himself. The word of God himself. Um, So go ahead. Father, we do thank you for your are all powerful and all knowing, all present. Thank you that all that you say and do and think and act is is greater than man's works, man's actions, man's thoughts. Thank you, Lord, that our our, even in our greatest wisdom uh, we don't come close to who you are. Lord, that you speak truth, that your word is truth, and that it speaks forth life and breath and brings brings about what it says it will do. So Lord, we thank you and praise you for that. Thank you for your word, as we've been reminded these last few weeks, uh, the sufficiency that it is and the power that it holds and the uh, life-giving breath that it has. So thank you for that. Be with us now as we share and think and, and wonder about you. Uh, cause our eyes to be open and our hearts to be open. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're still in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. Somebody would read that for us. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. And I think just dwelling on this over these past five weeks and now the sixth week we've had to think about this, I believe, you know, my faith is growing. It works. God's Word bringing faith. Um, And I don't mean that like just pragmatically, but this is the way that God has given us to grow. And uh, we, that was how we asserted it at the very beginning, faith being a gift faith given to us of God, that it can grow, that the means towards that end are um, the scriptures themselves, prayer, um, the work of the Lord in us and obedience to it. Also, uh, we talked how it was even from a child that Timothy knew, so that a very young child, and we are encouraged and exhorted there from to do the same. Like, let's train our children. Let's be mindful. They can understand and know the Word of God. It's for them too. And uh, that they're called holy. This is the Holy Scriptures. Holy men of God moved by the Holy Ghost bringing us His Holy Word which is able to make us holy uh, through faith. They're able to make, they're able able to make us wise. It's the living word of God. 
it's effectual. It works effectually in us that believe. And that all of it, uh, confessing uh, with the church throughout uh, the ages in the verbal, plenary inspiration of Scripture. And uh, by verbal, we mean what? The words. The words themselves. And plenary? All. All of them. Every word. So that we, we are confident that every word is from God. All of it. We don't say every scripture inspired of God is profitable, but the whole of scripture is inspired of God and is profitable. It's profitable for doctrine. And by profitable, we don't mean so we can make a lot of money, but put it to work. Use it. And use it in this way, for doctrine, for truth. Truth that we stake our lives upon. Our eternal lives. Um, All truth. Jesus prayed, Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Jesus prayed that. This is happening. The Father won't refuse his Son. And he is setting us apart for holy purposes by his word. Um, these are doctrines, aren't they? Just That's a doctrine. So we considered how to use the word for doctrine, and we looked at some of the doctrines that we were learning, like that faith is a gift, that faith can grow. These are the means to it. Doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. That the scripture itself is the very word of God. That the scripture is effectual doctrine. Right? And then how we can apply that and put it to work in our lives. Um, and so one of the doctrines that we considered last week was the authority of Scripture. And uh, we got to talk about that a little bit, and we also talked uh, quite a bit about, well, what do we do uh, when we don't desire God's Word? Or, you know, how can we be helped to think rightly? So that, so we had some discussion over that, and I want to uh, tried to circle back to authority of God's word in the end there like with a couple of closing verses like Jesus saying and quoting man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God but uh, Kyle and Tammy set me a thinking that uh, Sunday then and, and throughout the week and because uh, do you remember Kyle what Kyle's answer was? When, what do we do when we don't feel like it? Pray for it. Yeah, he talked about praying for it and praying for it in use of what he gave it. He pointed us to a particular place. Oh, was it Psalm 19? Yeah. yeah. Psalm 19. So I went to Psalm 19 myself then, and we'll turn there. And I tried to uh, make use of what we talked about and take this Psalm 119 and think about it and meditate on it this week and memorize it. And not the whole, all of it, but these nine verses that you can find from uh, verse 9 through 16. Let's see, let's, uh, somebody read that for us. But when you read it, remember, this is the word of God. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not (coughs) sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. 
I would delight myself in your statues. I will not forget your word. Thank you. So as I rehearsed this over and over, it dawned on me, this is how faith sounds. This is what it sounds like when a believer understands the authority and majesty and power of God's word. But principally I'll say, the authority. This is what the believer understands when he knows, where can I go? You have the words of eternal life. He thinks like this. He prays like this. Now, these words that Moses read for us here, these are God's words. This is Spirit of God inspired word, not uh, merely man's lips forming words, right? But David, by the Spirit of God, writing. And writing uh, something, you probably all know this, but I'll mention it anyway. This was written to be remembered. It was written in a, in a unique way. Every eight stanzas, the first letter of the first word begins with uh, the same letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So the first eight begin with Aleph, and the second eight with Beth and then Gimel, and then Dalit, and some of our Bibles show us that. So there's an acrostic-like purpose to that, to make use of it. So we should sing it and think on it and uh, remember it. But think of, this is what authority looks like. Here we are reading together, singing, um, and the psalmist writing, Wherewith I'll show young man cleanse his way. And this is a very young man. Young, young people need their way cleansed. Young people need to know the Lord. They need to hear the way of salvation. They're corrupt. What did Elizabeth Elliot say? God gives us barbarians, and it's our job to civilize them. So she understood the word of God there, that, um, like David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. And she was no adulteress. He just knows what is man. He's, and when he said that, he said that by the Spirit of God, right? He said it in the Spirit. And the answer is by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. I had um, written down... And kind of think verse 9 is somewhat parallel to verse 1 in Psalm 119, or at least there's a similar thought. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. And this stanza begins with, how do you cleanse, how does a young man cleanse his way? Sorry about that. There we go. How does a young man cleanse his way? You know, they walk in the law of the Lord. They take heed to the word of God. Kind of here, the authority of scripture has a role in the education of our children and our families and young men. Faith talks like that, sings like that, prays like that. And then the next verse, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Can we, I, I, this is how I look at it when I do that, like, can I say that? Can I say that today? Is that true of this week? Where, why, where else am I going to go? With my whole heart. I like the confidence that we have here in the word of God. Do it with the whole heart. With my whole heart have I sought thee. A prayer. What do we do? Run to the Word. Teach me. Uh, no, sorry. Oh, let me not wander from Thy commandments. Maybe somebody could read Matthew six, verse thirteen.
13. Matthew 6, verse 13. There's something similar there um, to what we're reading here in verse 10. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. And, and how does Jesus teach us to pray there? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Place your hand upon me, Father, that I don't turn to the right or to the left. You said this is the way. Walk in it. Straight is the gate, narrows the way. Don't let me wander from it. Let me hear your commandments, understand your commandments, and obey them. In faith, by grace, because I already belong to Jesus. Right? Because I... Um, let's make use of this. Um, Psalm 141, verse 3. Somebody read that for us. Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Yeah. So again, just praying. And um, we don't have to say like, well, David prayed like this, but rather see how the Spirit of God teaches us to pray. Put a watch over my lips. We need that, you know, we need that at home. We need it new every morning. God, I'm reminded of in John 6, it says, after this many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him, so Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And Simon, Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That there's no one else to turn to. But Jesus has the words. Something, you know, as we're, you know, I'm looking at this as kind of a wrap-up of what we talked about last week. Kyle gave it to us. Tammy gave Tammy with her question and Kyle working together, husband and wife. But he gave me something this week. And he's giving us this, and the God is giving us something to just put a another underline, like a big uh, what are those markers called that are so thick and black, but underneath this doctrine of the authority of God's word in our lives. And I love what Russ just did. He ranks us, that reminds me, and he brings to us the word of God. We're thinking like Christians when we turn to scripture and say, that reminds me of where the scripture says this. Where can we go? You only have the words of eternal life. We want to be that kind of people. Book chapter, uh, book chapter verse. You know, not, well, I think... What does the Word of God say? Well, based on, on my experience and the way things work out and what my dad said, right? Let's remember the Word of God. There's our authority. Um, so thank you. That's what we want to be. Looking to Scripture. Keep it coming. Can I add one then? Yes. Psalm 19.13 Also, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Thank you, Gary. Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Lord, do it. Spirit of God teaching us to pray like that. And that's right following such a high commendation of the Word of God, right? The um, law of the Lord is, I can't quote it, I should be, I could sing it. Law of the Lord is perfect. 
converting the soul. Sorry, but the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. You know, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. So keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Thank you. Go together. In verse 11 of Psalm 119, Thy word have I hid in my heart. See how, again, like this is the confession of faith. This is what, what it sounds like to believe in God's word and in faith submitted to the authority of it you can sing like this and pray like this, and this is the Spirit of God teaching us this very thing, so that into our very affections, right? I hid it, thy word have I hid in my heart. Into my affections, mixing it with faith, laying it up in my mind, putting it in my memory. Isn't that... Think like that. And enacting it by the powerful grace of God. Yes. Isn't that interesting? We were reading yes. verses about the scripture and David is storing up. David is, is, is housing these truths in his heart that he might not sin against God. He's also saying, and I pray that you would keep me from pursuing sin. Isn't that just how all-encompassing both God and the word are for our holiness? Because we need, we need the, the content, the, the word of God to be able to do it and we need the grace of God to be able to walk it out. Yes. It's not one without the other. We need both. We need God to intervene and cause us to walk in a certain way, and we need to do our diligence to memorize Scripture and to know it. It's, it's yes and. It's not one or the other. Right. You know, and what Brett just hit on, um, as a young believer, some of that was kind of locked up away from me. I didn't get it yet. You know, and then I saw grace is God's goodwill toward us. He's gracious, he's giving, and it's God's good work in us. We live by grace. It, how does it say he that if we, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So even in all of this, we had, we, when we talk about and pray, saying, thy word have I hid in my heart, it's not the bare man. It's us by faith, <coughs> by the grace of God and the Spirit of Christ that indwells us. We must live in the you know, very lively reality of Christ in me. The Spirit of God working in me to will and to do. See how faith depends on that. Faith is confident of that. And the faith that's confident is the faith that God has also given. But understanding these things helps us. That we can hide and store it up in our affections, our memory, in our mind, and then seeing it's a powerful antidote against sin. Because why did he let, what does he say next? And Brett quoted it, that I might not sin against thee. So both in praying, oh, let me not wander from thy commandments, and in the word of God hidden in the heart. Yes. And I read through here, I read the commands to, to you know, the authority of God's word and, and where to go for all your help. But I also read the prayers, the words of prayer. The Bible says, um, Quicken thou me in the way, establish the word unto thy servant. 
turn away my reproach for I fear. Let thy mercies come to me. I trust. So it's just line upon line. It's just, there's, there's the, like as you're saying, there's the command to the authority of it, and then there's the way to pray to be enabled to get all of these blessings from it. And to, to I mean, it, and he's instructed us. So he even instructs us how to pray for these things and how to seek it for it. Look what God is doing. He's saying, here, here is prayer for your lips. Right here. It's instruction to our hearts and prayer to our lips. Um, verse thir- uh, 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord. More prayer, right? Teach me thy statutes. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Um, I did kind of look at some of the commentaries, John Gale in particular. And you know, here we are this morning, and we're trying to learn from God's Word. And Brett's going to exhort us from the Word of God and open it up to us. And we hope to learn and to be taught. But uh, in all of this, we want, to th- we want to think like this here, that none teaches like the Lord. It's the Lord whose te- we want to teach us this morning. We should be praying as we sit down to Sunday school, like, rest, pray. Teach us, Father. Teach me thy statutes, the words and promises, the power of it and the authority, the doctrine contained in it. Lord, teach me. None teach, uh, we are learning this, let's see, but none teaches like the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, it's not bare theory given here, but practice. What about verse 13? With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. Um, I noted this, but you know, here the Spirit is showing us like with the lips we're declaring something that has come from the mouth of God. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. Faith does this and talks like this. Um, this wouldn't be like, well, that tornado that flew through Kentucky, that's because they haven't been nice to Ken Ham. That's not what this verse is talking about. Right? This is not like the judgments that we've seen occur and we're wondering, what is God doing? Or the, or the catastrophes we've seen occur and we're like, is this a judgment from God? Or is this to do this? And uh, we don't know yet. We don't know that yet. So he's talking about, with my lips have I declared what you have declared in your word, the righteousness and truth and holiness. And uh, we could say, oh, I don't know the reference, but the soul that sinneth shall die. Churn from your sins. Find forgiveness. There's the righteous David, the psalmist, by the Spirit of God, is saying, this is what I do. This is because this is what faith does. Talk about these things and um, explain them to those that God gives gives us, to our spheres of influence, where we are. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. And then uh, verse 14. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I, 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 love, I was struck that the word, you know, not just that it's rejoicing, but the word way comes up. I rejoiced in the ways 
the ways that the scriptures direct us in. There's a way to walk, and I rejoice in it. There's a way in which God has testified unto me, his word, the way of his testimonies. I've rejoiced in it as much as in all riches. So Gary Richards pointed us back to Psalm 19. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Jesus is the pearl of great price. This is how I think about the Word of God. This is how I think about the way. This is how faith thinks. It's more than riches. It's more than gold. He's the great pearl of great price. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Oh. Again, I will put them in my mind, in my thought. I'll roll them around. Go ahead. Just think of um, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, and in it he meditates day and night. So the continual, you know, like just continuously having your mind fixed on the Word of God. Yeah. And then what we see come from that, which comes after you be like a tree firmly planted by rivers of water that bears its fruit in its season. Oh, man. Very and in whatever he does, he shall prosper. Yeah. Very good. So, Scott, too, I think from Tammy's question from last week is, um, and I don't want to read into it more than what it was, but just there are times that we don't delight in God's word like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what she was saying, how do we do that? The, the word is the answer to that question in that when we don't, that we pray for this, like that we say, I, Lord, I'm not delighting in your testimonies. Would you give me a heart that would delight in your word, that would delight in your testimonies? Would you change my heart in such a way that that I would, by the power of your spirit, begin to long for your word, treasure your word. And there are times when God um, brings us through dry places just so that we hunger and thirst for him even more. And um, we're going to go through times like that when we are desperate to um, ask God to, to give us delight in him and in his word. Right, absolutely. And that's like why I felt, I'm going to take what Kyle you know, reminded me of, and I'm going to try to do that this week. I'm going to sit here in Psalm 119 and see faith come up and grab it and see confidence in God because faith neglected is faith waning, right? Um, sometimes God just pulls back. That we, that we would get some muscles to come after him. Sometimes you're like, where are you, God? I feel nothing. And maybe it's, we've done nothing amiss in our lives, um, other than we've always done amiss. But God's doing it to see that we would push after him. So there's, uh, there's reasons of, the chastising work of a good father and just that he is disciplining us not in a corrective way but in a way to build muscle of faith. So we talk like that. When we go to Psalm 119, we're like, don't let me wander. Faith is wandering. Father, you're the fountain of it. Fill it. Give it to me. Let me not wander from your commandments. Yeah, Tom. Isn't that Yes. And sometimes it's a All very painful gift. Yeah. But it's still a gift. And you alluded to Hebrews 12, the discipline of the Father. You know, that in that passage it says, What son is there whose father doesn't discipline him? And if he's without discipline, he's illegitimate. Yes. We are not illegitimate. We are his by his choice. 
inheritance and the children of God. And he loves us and gives us the greatest things for us. And that's faith. Yes. Yes, Moses. Um, and then I think even when we're in those seasons, um, when we're not delighting in the law of the Lord and we go to him in prayer that we can have confidence in those things based on his word um, just speaking about how it says for it's God who works in you both to will and to do so even the desire comes from God and even the very act of doing it so when we pray having the confidence that uh, God will do what he says he will and he proclaim and the scripture gives testimony that he will work in you so resting in that truth Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's perfect timing. So I um, have a couple other things I wanted to say this morning. So as we wrap up this little section in Psalm 119 um, about meditating in the precepts of God, the commands of God, having respect, I will have respect unto thy way. I will delight myself in thy statutes. Um, will delight myself. And uh, we say, but I, I know that our heart isn't always there, but we look into the Word of God, we see the Spirit of Christ directing us, we can say, but the Lord will do it. God will give me strength. He's promised it. And I will delight myself in thy statutes. So, uh, I could say, Doctor, there's such a thing as delighting yourself in God's statutes. And it's also a call, and it's a prayer. I will not forget thy word. We wanted us to think of these verses in the context of the authority of God's word. want us to think like, let's think like Christians. Not just about how we approach God's word, which is paramount, but in everything. Let's think like Christians. And I don't mean, let's think about Christian things, which is good, right? I mean, let's think about everything like Christians. Let's think through that with that understanding, let's have a... So, uh, maybe as an illustration, first, maybe not, but I, have a, I want us to move to a, another aspect of the authority of God's Word. Uh, what does this look like? So First Peter 4.11... Chapter 4, verse 11. I mean, maybe we should back up if we could uh, read 10 and 11. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to speak, as it were, the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So, here we have Peter, by the Spirit of God, and we're just pulling this verse out, but if you have the gift minister that to one another. So if it's to speak, speak like it's the utterances of God, or speak as it really is. God's given you um, the word. Treat it with the authority that it deserves. This is God's word. 
Um, or if you do, if it's to serve, do it with an ability that God gives. See how faith counts on that. We're that's what Brett was trying to get at. When we live, we live by the Spirit of Christ. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It's all of grace, grace that w- works in us, as well as the goodness of God toward us. So, Mark 12, verse 36. Mark 12, verse 36. in the Holy Spirit declared the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet so Jesus is speaking Jesus is quoting from Psalm 110 verse 1 David was the man that pinned that and yet what does Jesus say by the Holy Ghost David himself said, by the Holy Ghost. No no one in Scripture talks like this. Um, Peter has some good advice. Or um, Peter was thinking that this would be good. We understand this is holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Jesus saying, David himself said, by the Holy Ghost. You know, how we think, it's, it's really a reflection of how we think. How are we thinking of this word? That's longer. That's like how we talked on um, Friday night study that Paul also, he would start off an apostle of Jesus, Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's really good. Paul and Apostle. So we, and we've talked about that in in here before. Paul and Apostle. And I was reading like in Acts 2, and here we're quoting Joel, you know, and it says, the prophet Joel. Or when he talks to David, it says, David, who was a prophet, so we, it's always a re, there's a reminder again and again. This is the very words of God. That's how we talk and think about it. Let's see Matthew 22 verses 29 through 33. Matthew 22 verses 29 through 33. Is this? Did you just? Is this what you read, Russ? No, I read John. You read John. Okay, yeah. Yeah, search the scriptures for there. They wish to testify to me. Yeah. Matthew 22, verses 29 through 33. Somebody read that. But Jesus answered them, You are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead... Have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. Yeah, That verse 29, uh, Scott Fulbright, I don't know why, but it seemed like we talked about that a lot in our Bibles. Some of us know Scott Fulbright. you do great, or you do err. You do wrong. Right? You don't know the scriptures, nor the power of God. Because they're asking Jesus, well, whose wife is she going to be? She was, her husband kept dying, and she has all these husbands. Who's, whose wife will she be? There must not be a resurrection. And Jesus says, you do err. And then in verse 33... 
Jesus speaks with authority. And they're astonished at his doctrine. Now, we don't have, I mean, what we do is we are in Christ. We're not Christ. But when we speak what Jesus spoke, then what? That's authority. That's the authority of God's word. It's not the authority of Scott, but the authority of the word of God. You can speak it with confidence. John, um, I'm going to skip down here to Matthew 7. Verses 28 and 29. This is the um, wise man, right? What did he do? Built his house how? In sand or a rock? He built it on the rock. That's one that hears the word of God and obeys it. The house will stand. So... Now, 20, somebody read 28-29. And when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. So, I don't want to be like the scribes. That would be wrong. Not on our own authority. Not in the words of world's wisdom. Not what men have. But the word of God. They were astonished. They could tell. When someone speaks to you in the authority of the scriptures, you can tell. It carries weight. We can learn that. We've been doing that a lot this morning. Everyone's, all of you have had something to say. And you said, well, here in the word of God it says this. And here it says that. That's how we want to be. Book, chapter, verse. Uh, of course, according to the context and intent of God, where you're reading it from. Right? Uh, we'll finish with uh, Hebrews 5. So we're talking about the authority of Scripture. And... I'm going here because something that dawned on me in the last week and I felt like it tied in I should say I just think it's uh, God gave some understand a little more understanding in Hebrews 5 and I want to share that together in the class but starting in verse 11 so here in Hebrews 5 the concept, the doctrine of a high priest is being laid out. And the high priests of the Old Testament in the Aaronic order, Aaron and his descendants, was, is being compared with um, the high priest Jesus and how Jesus is a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So we're being introduced to Melchizedek, someone that appears in the Old Testament in how many verses? Two. Two? Yeah. Andrew says too long. I'm sure it's just two two verses. And we have... It's not much. Three, yeah. Psalms and, and in Genesis. But anyway, we get to verse 11, and he says, Of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing your dull of hearing. So I'm trying to tell you about this. I could tell you more. It's hard, but you're dull of hearing. That's why it's hard. You are dull of hearing. So this could be a reproof to me. Am I dull of hearing? Am I ready to hear God's word? Can I understand it when it comes to me? I'm having trouble now understanding some of these things. Well, it says, For when, for a time, you ought to be teachers... You know, there's a way you ought to continue to mature and grow so you can be a, uh, a teacher, not, maybe not even in the sense of the office of teacher, 
which says, let not many of you be teachers, but just to bless one another with the Word of God and your children and your house and your sphere that God has given you. Um, what time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and it becomes such as have need of milk and not strong meat. So, as I say, is like, what does the Spirit of God direct us to do here when we're dull of hearing, when we aren't able to receive? Like, you need to be taught again the first principles. Like, go back. There's, and I'll read this to you from John Owen. He says, um, Some things there are which are such fundamental principles of our profession that they ought to be so far from being exposed unto a doubting examination that they are part of that rule whereby all other doctrines are to be tried and examined as those also by whom they are taught. Well, there's a set, there's a principal layer of doctrine that we should know, embrace, and be confident in, not doubting. And having that, we can build more. So, um, what we've been talking about, the, the inspiration of Scripture, the sufficiency of Scripture, the authority of Scripture, that would be like the letter A in the ABCs of our doctrine that we're trying to build. then we have that established, then everything else upon that, right, from the Word. Let's close in prayer. (coughs) Father, we thank you that we had this time together in the Word of God, that it's your Word, that it's pure, that it's uh, ours. We have it. It's part of our inheritance. Lord God, just pray, continue to open our understandings, Lord God, to not let us wander from your commandments, rather that you teach us your statutes. Open our eyes that we might behold the beauty and the wonder that's contained in your word. The entrance of your word gives light to our eyes, to our spiritual eyes. We thank you for Jesus. We pray for Brett, Lord God, for the spirit of Christ with him as he brings the word to us. God, giving him great enablement today in the name of Jesus. And us, ears to hear all these things to the glory of God. Amen.